This is Kanzen Shu, the podcast, episode 342 for the week of August 25th, 2013. Welcome to Akanzen Shu, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Kanzen Shu. That's right, we cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining and a little bit of unearthing author comments in the depths of my basement this, uh, yes. this fine morning, this fine evening in Japan. My name is Mike Vegito EX over here in New Jersey, joining me across a large ocean coming from Japan doing translations on the fly. Julian, sir. Hey, it's all in today's work. Not bad. So, um, funny thing, there's a lot of secret stuff going on. There is. Kanzenshu, and we are in the process of unearthing things from old issues of Jump and even Monthly Jump, which doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> right. But um, look for that sometime in the indeterminate future. We're perfectionists and we like to do things as thoroughly as possible before we release them to the public. And um, that means a lot of things don't have a set schedule. But look forward to them, the things that we're not telling you about right now. What's the standard phrase that you hear in Japanese all the time? Look forward to it soon. Otanoshimini. There we go. Uh, there you go. Julian, man. Yes. We got a lot of cool stuff going on here on the site. I may actually append some of what we just talked about pre-show at the end of the show. It's like a little teaser. I think it's fun, kind of behind the scenes. So if you're into how things go, maybe you can hear a little bit of that. But uh, this week, you approached me with the topic. Well, it's more like I asked you and then you came to me. But what do you want to talk about this week? Well, I thought it would be a good time to review the color comics that have been coming out over the previous year because, well, we're getting more on the way very soon in Japan and they've been going on for a while also in the, well, not just the US now, but the English-speaking world courtesy of Viz. So we'll keep you up to date on what there is and what's going on and what's coming up and my children are making a lot of noise in the next room. (laughs) But anyway... Yeah. That's the plan. All right. So we got news. We got you full color comics. And that's going to be our show this week as I still await my old academic journal so I can cite things about Broly. People are really excited about this topic. And that frightens me because I hope I don't over promise on this. Oh, boy. And Julian, you actually said, oh, you want to pull out this thing from Koyama? I was like, oh, geez, this is turning into a bigger monster than I anticipated, which I suppose is par for the course with Broly. Pretty much. All right. Well, let's jump into the news. All right. In manga news, well, sort of manga news anyway, there is a film anime comic adaptation of the 2013 film Dragon Ball Z Battle of Gods on the way from Shueisha. It is going to be released in October. In fact, on October 4th, it's going to be in the usual Shueisha Shinshoban, or new book format, which is roughly 11 by 17 centimeters. Yes, so it's going for the rather hefty price of 1,400 yen. So, I don't know. I mean, usually these uh, movie comics often get released in a part one, part two, since the movies have been getting longer in the absence of a oh, festival-style really? release. Yeah, because the, the last thing we've had uh, in this capacity was the Jump Super Animator special, which was only 30 minutes, so that made sense to have in just one volume. But you're saying this is only going to be one volume that we can see, but it's a larger price point. Yes, and we do have another interesting listing also for the, the month of October, 
In fact, yeah. the same day, same October fourth, yeah, we we have fr- something from Home Comics and Home Home Shaw. We should explain is kind of a subsidiary of Shueisha that does um, some limited edition, some limited release kind of stuff. I'm not sure what the case is in this case. I said case twice. Yeah. Anyway, but this this would be Shinsoban Comic Anime Comics The Movie Dragon Ball Z Moitsukiro. So what it means is um, basically new cover or uh, new packaging edition comics, the movies, uh-huh. Dragon Ball Z, Burn Up, uh, what is it, Fierce Fight, Intense Fight, super right. exciting. I don't remember what our <laughs> Coincidentally is. enough, DBZ Movie 8, the first Broly movie. Hey, <laughs> so this sounds very much like it could be a re-release, possibly with new covers of the movie 8. DBZ Movie 8 anime comics from the 1990s. Now, why? Well, I suppose since they're releasing an anime comics version of Battle of Gods, it's good time to do the rest. Why start here? Well, the original releases of the film anime comics, those were out of order too, because I remember they went back and filled in some of the early movies. Did they start with Movie 8? I suppose there is a site that can tell us this. I think it looks like they started with Movie 4. Five the first time through back in 1992. I see okay. that as March 92, and then as I scroll down, it goes up to 93, 94. So yeah, movie eight was not the first one last time. It was okay. five, six, seven, eight, and then they went back and started filling in earlier yeah. things. So maybe they're testing the waters with uh, a movie that has one of the more popular characters. Oh man, or, this just falls right in line with what we're going to talk about shortly on the show here. Yes. So anyway, it looks like as we've discovered while we're recording the podcast, we're going to have some kind of re-release of the old film anime comics. Of course, they were re-released roughly 10 years ago now, I think. In a, right, Jump Remix. I guess you could call it, yeah, double feature format with Jump Remix, where they package two, two movies together in the same thing. But that also didn't come with a lot of the extras mm, that, yeah. that the original film anime comics had, like posters and such. So it'll be interesting to see what this edition has and wow. then quickly sell it to book off <laughs> right sell it back but do you have the film anime comics i actually don't and i I've, no. I've looked for them for a long time just running through book off but they right. seem to be fairly rare at least on shelves yeah i have maybe three quarters of them i think Heath has all of them but anyway, so we'll keep our eye on that. Uh, all right, let's move on. Julian, we did talk about some game news last time on the show. We talked about uh, Super 17 absorbing number 16. But uh, as we were working on this, V-Jump was on its way out. We hinted at it last time, but it is now official. A GT-styled yes. adult Gotenks is coming to Galaxy Mission 10 in Dragon Ball Heroes. Well, not necessarily Ga- Galaxy Mission 10 because oh, it says, okay. it's a new uh, chapter. Yes, because it's for November, which is after Galaxy Mission mm. 10. Maybe 11? Maybe there's going to be something else we don't know yet. But even with all of these Galaxy missions, they don't roll everything out immediately? Like, you still have to wait for some of the cards? It's confusing. Yeah. Well, so let's start from the beginning. Okay. So, late in uh, July at the Saikyo V-Jump Festa event that was held in Tokyo and Osaka, Picking Duck, being the super fan that he is, headed out and snapped some pictures of some very interesting things, including what a pick to be an adult age Gotenks for Dragon Ball Heroes. If I look at the... I want to click it. Um, Wasn't it basically just almost a carbon copy of kind of uh, Gogeta's 
kind of classic pose from the cover of DBZ Movie 12. Slightly different, a little more angled here, but with yes. the one finger up in the air. Yeah. And his head looks really small on this picture, too. Well, could be the angle. We don't know that yet. Yeah, but the other thing, too, is it seems to have some odd characteristics from what we know of the fusion dance, combining mm. some of the characters' clothing from their normal forms. Right. That doesn't usually happen, but... Well, whatever. It's Dragon Ball Heroes. We don't care. Anyway, <laughs> so with the October issue of V-Jump, and of course being post-dated by two months, that means it came out this past week on the 21st of August, uh, we found out that there is indeed going to be an adult GT Gotenks appearing for Dragon Ball Heroes. And to get him, there's a special promotion through V-Jump where you'll get a three-card pack. They include Super Saiyan 4 Goku, as well as GT Goten and GT Trunks, doing the fusion pose. Interesting. And you do see Gotenks in the background on these cards. Yes. So it's very clear as to what these are meant to be for. Now, uh, and there is actually um, artwork for the full body of GT Gotenks. Maybe I'll actually take a picture of, you know, for the podcast. But anyway... So yeah, um, this is part of a promotion with V-Jump, and there's an application, well, not really an application form, but an order form mm-hmm. inside the magazine, which you can send in with a 300 yen postal money order in order to get it. Everyone who applies will get these cards, as well as a special pamphlet, including a new comic by Toyotaro, explaining how GT Gotenks came to be. Oh, all right, Julian, I'm going to PayPal you like 10 bucks. So you pick me up another issue of V-Jump and send away for me. Oh, I suppose. All right, cool. Do they have to be independent order forms or can you order multiple sets? Um, I th- It has to be independent order forms as far as I know. All right, so it's grab like me an each. issue of the magazine as well and then send it a separate form and all right, we'll take care of that. Oh, okay. I can do that. And so anyway, it appears that this has some sort of new thing that ties into a quote-unquote, new chapter of Dragon Ball Heroes for November. Mm. And that's two months after Galaxy Mission 10, which means I suppose it could be a an as-yet-unannounced Galaxy Mission 11, or maybe they're going to upgrade it like they did from Ge- Heroes to Galaxy Mission in the first place. I don't oh, know. Oh, that's true. Yeah, what was... Was there even an original name for the... Yeah, what were they called before Galaxy Mission? They were... It was... It was I don't remember, like, fourth oh, stage or something like that. It's been so long. Yeah, I know. It's been Galaxy Mission for so long. Yeah. So maybe they're going to do something else, but we don't really know. Mm-hmm. We hope to find out very shortly. Right. Hmm. Okay, then. So that's the thing. We'll keep you posted, and of course, I'll um, tell you all about it once I get my cards for the game that I don't play. The curse of being a Dragon Ball fan in 2013. You're collecting cards now. Yes. I, I'm sure if I were to play, I would have this completely awesome deck. That I know, be... you and me both, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I don't play the game. All right, so let's move on. We have a little bit more video game news. The J-Legend Retsudan, or J-Legend Biography, J-Legend History. This is the upcoming compilation of old Famicom and so far just one Super Famicom games on the Japanese Nintendo 3DS. When it was announced, we had five titles. One of them was Shenron no Nazo, the mystery of Shenlong, the first Dragon Ball Famicom game. Well, now two more games have been added and they are both Dragon Ball games. They are both Dragon Ball Famicom games. Uh, the first yes. is one that I actually own the original cartridge of, Daimouf Katsu, or the Great Demon King's Revival. And then the other one is Kyoshu, 
Saiyajin, or Assault yes. the Saiyans. <laughs> Those are from 1988 and 1990. The first one is a Dragon Ball game. The second one is a Dragon Ball Z game. So now we have, from the Famicom lineup, we have the first game, the second game, and the fourth game. <laughs> Missing in there is Dragon Ball Z 3, which, or Dragon Ball 3, I think it was. I forget yeah. the titles. Um, so what do you think about this? Good inclusions? Don't really care? Well, I think it's interesting. It's, it's interesting that these are milestones in the history of the franchise and not just random games there's the first dragon ball game on the famicom there's Which the first course, dragon sure. ball z game on famicom and there's the first dragon ball rpg mm, right so obviously they chose these chosen these more for their significance Mm-hmm. Uh, than just being early. And I guess at the same time, we should also mention that there's a Super Famicom game, which is not quite related, but it is a Toriyama title, which is Gogo Akuman 3. Right. So here's the so. thing. There is a Super Famicom game included, which means the entire Dragon Ball Super Famicom lineup is up for potential inclusion. And we talked about this. Super Butoden being the first fighting game on that system, maybe a good inclusion. And then Hyperdimension being one of the most notable. Of course, Hyperdimension was tough to emulate for a few years, but that's all water under the bridge at this point in 2013. Uh, but Julian, there's a very heavy Dragon Ball focus here. Two new yes. games were announced. They're both Dragon Ball games. What's yes. going on? There's so much else to choose from. I don't know. But, you know, even back then, Dragon Ball was obviously sort of Jump's bread and butter that was... yeah sustaining the magazine. I mean, Toriyama obviously had his um, reservations about continuing for as long as he did, but um, obviously there were many people who um, wanted to, you know, keep going because it was um, so much of a pillar of Jump. And one of the things keeping the magazine going with these tie-ins and stuff. So in addition to that, we actually got a release date and the price. So yeah. J Legend Retsuden is coming November 7th this year for 4,980 yen. So about 50 bucks, which is not the most expensive 3DS price point, I suppose, because they're all older games. They have to give you a little bit of a discount there. Um, So yeah, it's coming. So you've got three Dragon Ball games, another Toriyama title, Gogo Akman 3. You've got two Saint Seiya games, as well as Sakigake Otogojuku. So if you're familiar with Saint Seiya, if you're a Toriyama fan, if you just like old school games, Mm -hmm. then sure. I think this is a pretty interesting buy. Good to have them on the go. And I think I saw um, some other stuff about they'll have a couple extra little features for you. Yes, there's a hint feature. There's a save feature. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is good with your progress. Things like, uh, uh, it's gonna call it Dragon Power, but the first Dragon Ball game, uh, gets a little difficult toward the end. So that, that'd be helpful. Uh, before we move on, we do have to note 3DS is region locked. Deal with it. Uh, let's see. Let's move on. Oh, we, we got to stay with the 3DS real briefly. Dragon Ball Heroes Ultimate Mission popped up on the sales charts again. Yay. Again. <laughs> yeah. It took three weeks off, but for its 25th week, it was back on the Famitsu list and it did another 4,268 copies. So it actually did better than some of its previous weeks as it was falling off. What is going on, man? Well, I think I know actually, because this week was the Obon holiday week. Mm-hmm. So you've got lots of kids stuck in the car or on the train with their parents oh. going to see their grandparents out in the countryside and they need something to do. Shut up and play your game. Basically, yeah. Okay. This this was, you know, the way to keep the kids happy in the car or on the train on the long trip to grandma and grandpa's house. Mm-hmm. Got it. Now, just uh, another week or two, even if it's not a great week or two for the game, we're going to hit 250,000 total copies for 
ultimate mission again, which is not amazing for Dragon Ball games, even Dragon Ball portable games. But in 2013, with the market the way it is right now for a card game. Yep, absolutely. Not too shabby. I'd love to get really good sales figures on tap battle, knowing that it's still Android only. They've said nothing about the iOS release that they promised back in its initial announcement. Be very curious how that's doing, especially at such a lower price point. Uh, all right, so let's move on, Julian. We have some digital manga news updates, but let's uh, save that for the topic. We'll kind of lead off the topic with that. So we'll wrap it up with really just one more game tidbit of news. Not really so much news as hopeful news. That's Tokyo Game Show, which is coming up, uh, I say later this month, because August is pretty much over at this point, it's uh, happening in late September. Uh, Namco Bandai has said, yes, we're going to have these games on display. Those games include Dragon Ball Z, Battle of Z for the PS3, the PlayStation Vita, and the Xbox 360 that will be playable as well as showcased in video form. Ooh. They will also have J-Star's Victory Versus, the big crossover fighting game, which is for the PS3 and the Vita that will also be playable and in video form. And as far as I know, this is the first time they will be showcasing the game in playable form. It has been, I don't want to say under tight wraps, but we've had just a couple promotional videos and a TV spot for the game other than, you know, Weekly Jump and V Jump showing off new screenshots and stuff. But, uh, First time being showcased and hands-on. And then finally, they will have J-Legend Retsuden, which will be video only there on the 3DS at the show. Uh, Julian, Tokyo Game Show takes place from September 19th to September 22nd, and the second two days are open to the public. Is there a possibility that I can send you to Tokyo? <laughs> Probably um, not, you, right? If you pay for my Shinkansen tickets. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> it's not the cheapest. Oh, well. Yeah. We'll get but hands on from someone. I, I, I'm sure someone will be there. Picking Duck, I don't know. I don't think he's very interested in the more modern games. Yeah. But there might be someone who goes. I'm, I'm sure could someone will. Maybe beg and plead K to sort of <laughs> completely abandon whatever he's doing and go, right. go to Tokyo to play video games. Uh, I think people are more curious about J-Stars than Battle of Z these days. Well, you know, it's a, a more general jump title and it's mm -hmm. obviously mining the history of the magazine in some ways, although, you know, basically all the characters are, except for Dragon Ball, are in the current series. Right, yeah. Well, no, uh, Kenshin is in there. Oh, that's right. Kenshin is in there, but isn't there? Well, maybe it was only a short-term thing, but I think Nobuhiro Watsuki did do something more. Recently oh, there's involving. the restoration, yeah. So yeah, there's that. But yeah, so it's pretty interesting, and um, I don't know. I hope we get some new news coming out of the game show when it happens. Yeah, I hope so too. Battle of Z. So far, uh, I know they just confirmed. Yes, that's calendar year 2014. So we were talking about that recently. About could it possibly come out the very end of the year in Japan and then we get it 2014? It looks like worldwide we're uh, getting a 2014 release date on that. J Stars, oh, they've well. said nothing. They're being like, oh, here's here's a new character. Yes, and there are apparently going to be more in right. the November issue of V-Jump coming out in September. So even before the video game show, you know what I mean? <laughs> even before the Tokyo game show, we should have more news about J-Star's Victory Versus. So let's well, it'll be it. right then. I mean, V-Jump comes out on the 21st of every month. Uh, Tokyo game show starts on September 19th. But as we know, with all magazines, everything's leaked two or three days ahead of time. So that's pretty much right on schedule to simul... I 
they probably know that simultaneously know everything that's going to be there. Um, real quick before we move on to the topic, Julian, everyone that's been announced for J-Star so far has been mm-hmm. the hero of that particular series. Do you think we'll get any supplemental characters from any series or perhaps a villain from any respective series, either in addition to their existing franchise character or instead of? Hmm. You know, I'm not sure. My kind of gut feeling is that we'll probably have it stick to heroes to the end mm-hmm. i mean it's jay stars yeah victory versus which says to me that playable characters at least will probably be heroes mm. as for for example non-playable support characters which we've heard nothing about or even you know potential villain characters or Cameos, boss characters which yeah, we've yeah. also heard nothing about yeah that could be but it requires them to actually be in the game and we have no idea for what it's worth battle stadium don had a large cast from each of the three franchises uh dragon ball one piece and naruto the two boss characters were cell and majin buu there were no oh no frieza was in there as well hmm all right so that doesn't really count oh well i'm gonna buy it okay that's me all right julian let's talk about color comics Julian, I guess we'll start with the little bit of news that we sort of talked about last time, but transitions into kind of a recap of where we're at and where we're heading with this. And that's, well, the Jin Zoningen, the artificial humans and the cell arc. Yep, that's coming in full color comics. Yes. So up until now, the color digital edition of the Dragon Ball comics, which uh, began uh, their official release earlier this year in starting with, uh, what is it? February 4th day and date with the cyan arc the print edition of the full color comics. We got 20 volumes worth of colored digital comics covering the very beginning of Dragon Ball up through the end of the cyan arc. Although by dint of some interesting chapter numbering, it was not the same as the print edition of the full color comics. We can talk about that a little later. And even knowing that, still it sort of started earlier than that when Shueisha kind of dipped their toes into putting out color chapters. I forget what year that was, but it's at least a year or two earlier than that. They were putting them out in English and Japanese just on their site. Was it the first 20 chapters or so, I think? Yeah, something like that. So they had stuff going for a while, and then it felt like, oh, hold on, we can sell this to you later. Basically, they stopped. No explanation. They probably saw the rise of tablets and said, oh, crap, we can monetize this. Yes. Well, and it's good. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, they're actually taking advantage of a format where they can make money and they're going to need to because print is on the slow decline. Mm-hmm. Julian, real quick, let me ask you, because I see this. Do you see any parallels between Dragon Ball Kai and the treatment of the color comics? The parallel I see is let's put all the focus, even internationally, on the Cyan arc and the Frieza arc, see how it does, and maybe we'll continue from there. Well, it certainly helps that those areas of the series are among the most popular, both in Japan and internationally. Mm. Um, I mean, like you see with Dragon Ball Heroes, where they haven't even touched prior to the Z era. Right, yeah. It's very much a focus on Z, because that's what the kids are interested in. Yep. And I think they thought, well, something that'll sell. And it's interesting to see here that with the first 20-ish chapters of the series being basically the same colorized version that they put out for free uh, on the internet a few years before the yeah, exactly start of the, the color edition, you know, they've obviously been working on this for some time. So their choice to go with the Cyan arc and the Frieza arc to begin with is very much deliberate. And I think is very much to see whether it's successful. And 
Well, digitally, at least, it seems like they've decided they're going to keep going. And just because I have it in front of me, uh, they started in June 2009, stopped in November 2009, and then they took a couple years off, and oh, here it is. Buy it now. Yes. So as of now, if you have a Japanese iTunes account, uh, you can purchase on the iBook store, what is it, uh, Son Goku and Training Arc Volume 1 through Frieza Arc Volume 7, Roughly equivalent to the first 27 volumes of the Tankobon, or comics release. That's the black and white version. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to see it in color, and you have the necessary requirements in order to get them, then by all means check it out. There's some interesting choices in terms of some of the colors, which I believe we've gone over uh, back during the release of the print version of the full-color comics. But one thing I want to draw attention to is that in the digital edition of the Cyan Arc, Kaio's coloring is different than it is in the print version. So what's different about him? At his initial appearance in the digital edition, he has a different color scheme that's very much like his coloring on his first appearance in the covers of the Kanzenban, okay. where he's got these green sleeves and uh, an orange background to the Kaio mark on his clothes. And that goes on until chapter 227 in the digital edition, where suddenly he's back in the same color scheme as the print edition, which happens to be much closer to the anime version with the dark red sleeves and Mm. the white background for the Kaio symbol. So it's sort of this conspicuous change, and it's... um, a very obvious difference between the digital edition and the print edition. I haven't sat down and gone page by page comparing the print edition to the digital edition, but that one jumped out. Not just at us, but also well, people on the forum as well. Who There's um, one per- person in particular who's looked at all of the YouTube videos put up by Manga Polo mm-hmm. and compared them to the print version and put up little preview panels to show the coloring of different characters. Yeah, props to Cold Skin over there. Amazing work. <laughs> Very thorough work, and it makes our job easy. It does. <laughs> we appreciate that. We love that they come to Konzenshu to do their thorough work. Yes, we do a lot of heavy-duty work ourselves, but it just um, makes us smile to know that the people on the forum do the same sort of thing. Well, it's, it's so nice. I mean, this gets into, hey, our community's great, nah, nah, nah. But we've got people like Coldskin doing that with the color comics. We've got Kenny Sue, who's happy to answer any question about any particular piece of BGM in any series. Like, yep, here's where it comes from. Yes. <laughs> it's just they, they pick up the slack for the things that we know about, sure, but they can answer uh, much faster. One thing I recently discovered was Dragon Ball Dissected, which I think is gaffer tape. Oh, yeah, you haven't been watching that? He's doing a great job there. Yeah, I well, I just caught up with all of it. Yeah, he's pointed out some things that I never noticed. Yeah, yeah, we have great community members. Him. Okay, <laughs> okay, enough all right. patting ourselves yes. on the back. <laughs> so what else do you want to talk about in terms of kind of explaining where it's at, what's going on with it? Okay, so back in February when the Cyan Arc three volumes were released, which was about, what, 17 chapters a volume, they put out all at once all the volumes up through the end of the Cyan Arc digitally, which roughly equivalent to the first 20 Tankobon, but with the chapters divided up slightly differently to fit them neatly into their respective arcs. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, they mentioned that they were going to definitely put out the Frieza Arc in print, right. which they did on the 4th of April, combined also on the same date 
with uh, eight volumes of digital Frieza arc, again with slightly different numbering from the original Tonko Bone release. But they didn't make any announcements for the earlier chapters up until the beginning of Z, or the Cell and Majin Buu arcs. For the Cell and Majin Buu arcs, they did at least mention that they were hoping to put them out in the future, uh, but that for now the uh, first part of the series up until the beginning of Z would be digital only. Well, uh, it looks like we're definitely getting the Cell arc digitally starting next month on September 4th. So on that day, there will be eight volumes worth of Cell uh, Jinzo Ningen and Cell Arc, Artificial Humans and Cell, uh, covering roughly from uh, volume 28 to 35 of the Tonko Bone, again with a very slightly different chapter numbering, but ending at the same spot as volume 35. So we are definitely getting the Cell Arc. This is digital only so far, right? There's no print yes, announcement? Yes, di- digital only. Hmm, so okay. at the very least, it's becoming available by some means. Right. Uh, and... Since this is coming out, we can only assume that eventually there will also be an announcement for the Majin Buu arc digitally. Um, and it's also very interesting because prior to the us becoming aware of the fact that they're coming out, so prior to the release of the Jinzo Ningen and Cell, it seems like they're almost promoting this through the Jump Live app, which has been doing a colorized Dragon Ball chapter every day for the month of August. Mm-hmm. So they did a number of chapters from the... Son Gohan versus Perfect Cell fight. So we've got our first taste of colorized cell arc through that. And starting actually today, Sunday, when we're recording this, they've also started putting up some chapters from Goku versus Pure Majin Buu. So now we have a taste also of the Majin Buu arc. Um, so we know they have colorized chapters from the Buu arc already, so it's got to be just a matter of time before they at least release it digitally. The big right. question that remains is... Well, what are they going to do with the print edition? It's a good question. We don't know. And as it affects English release, well, so far, Viz has just been doing a chapter per week in Weekly Shonen Jump, their digital release. They have, however, announced that they will start doing a print version of it. I believe that starts in February, and the volumes will be about 20 yes. bucks a pop. Oh, so obviously the color is something affecting that. Do you suppose they'll go with the 17 chapters per volume, like the full-color comics in the Japanese version? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. For 20 bucks, I hope we're kind of getting as much as possible. I mean, it's print. Yeah, yeah it's color, but come but on, guys. At the same, at the same time, you know, uh, what disappointed me about the full-color comics print edition is that they didn't have the individual chapter title pages mm, yeah. the same way that they had for the digital edition. Well, so, I guess right now you're already kind of getting into where I want to take this, which is what have our impressions been? Julian, when it first came out, each of us did a quick look. You looked at the print release. I looked at Viz's first digital release. It's been a while since then. So your disappointments include the lack of inclusion of the individual chapter title pages. What else yes. are you excited about seeing here and not so excited about? Um, well, I'm interested in seeing some of their color choices. It, it does make the comics sort of much more vivid they pop out at you mm-hmm. at the same time it kind of makes you feel a little bit lazy since you don't have to concentrate on the picture quite as hard to see the image if mm. that makes sense uh it does leave out some imagination sometimes i disagree with their color choices something you were saying to me and 
this is quasi news, but it's from earlier in the year and we totally missed it. But yeah. Nikomajin is up as a colorized version as well. That yes. was black and white previously through its Kanz and Bon release. You were saying to me, you know, it's kind of taking Toriyama's original artwork and futzing with it a little bit. And you kind of lose yes. that spark of this is the pure original artist rendition. Yes. And Toriyama, um, when he uses tone, he uses tone because he has a specific purpose for it because otherwise he's too lazy to bother. Yeah. He does and not he's tone. obviously, he's obviously used more since he went digital, but at the same time, even then it's a lot less than a lot of other artists. Um, you lose that when it goes to color because everything's lots of color. They've obviously put in a lot of work on it. And you think, they're putting a lot more work on this than Toriyama ever did. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it almost feels unfaithful to put in that level of craftsmanship to it. Yes. And so the print editions, as I mentioned, don't have the original chapter title pages. The digital edition does as far as it goes. I haven't checked that thoroughly to make sure that they have all of them. I maybe ought to do that in at some point, but it requires that I actually purchase a large number of them that I only have the samples, which contains like <laughs> right. part of the first chapter. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, they're expensive. If you download a bunch of them at once. Uh, anyway, you know, they're fun. I don't think they replace the black and white edition in my mind, but what gets yeah. me about the Neko Najin release is that currently the digital edition is color only. There's right. no black and white version to be had. This bothers me. Yeah, Dragon Ball, if we haven't made clear, you can get the black and white, the monochrome version, or you can get the color version. Yes, but for Nekomajin, currently, there's only the color version available digitally. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a disappointment. Yeah, I mean... You can always buy the Kanzenban, which is cheap enough, but that's print. Yeah, and I have it, so... Sure, <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not really my problem, but, you know, give people a choice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how hard is it to scan in pages that you obviously have already done if you've colorized them? Yeah. And slap them into a file and put it out. It's not that difficult. So get on that, Shueisha. The only other thing I'd like to say is that kids and younger generations have obviously a lot more exposure to the digital medium. And at some point, especially with things like Dragon Ball SD, is this going to be the default thing that kids are exposed to when they think of the manga. Yeah, I mean, for for people my age in particular, where comics were a really big thing when I was a kid, uh, you think about the X-Men cartoon that was on, there was a big push around that time for American comics. And I think of a lot of what drew people my age to manga was, wow, this is in black and white, and these are continuous serialized stories. And it was just a different world from the uh, kind of traditional superhero model that was thrown at us over here in North America. That's what really drew us in. Dragon Ball SD has become more serialized, but it is also full color only and still a little bit more disjointed than the original series was. Part of that is it's, I hesitate to say, abridging of the original series, but in a way. They skipped Penguin Village. Okay, see, there you go. Especially those four quarterly chapters, which were completely unrelated to each other. I mean, we went from training to Frieza to Zelda Boo. So uh, I feel like they've <laughs> kind of disregarded those original four chapters. I was like, oh, don't worry about this. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this does seem like this is going to be the default style going forward for kids. So are you worried about the children of Japan in the future no longer having their pure, unadulterated black and white manga from the pen of the author? 
Yes, don't completely forget about the black and white version. Obviously, if you want the author's original vision, so to speak, well, the Kanzenban is closest, although it has a few alterations right. in terms of, uh, well, I guess they're trying to correct errors, but to me, it, you know, I'd like you to keep the errors goes. intact. Sure. But, you know, I'm a purist in that regard. But, yeah, it's to me, I'd prefer the black and white, but at the same time, the color edition is interesting to me, and it's interesting to see the choices that they make. And one thing I wonder about is if they do a print version of the earlier Dragon Ball thing. Originally, and in the current digital edition, Goku suddenly and inexplicably changes the color of his gi to yep. orange before he starts training with Kame Senin. And Bulma's hair is blue for the first chapter and then purple thereafter. Right. Which, for well, that is in line with the original manga, but Goku's clothing change is not. So, I don't know. It's something that I... I would be curious to see whether they decide to change it for the print edition like they did with Kaio. Mm. But anyway, that assumes that there will, in fact, be a print edition. We have no idea. Right. They have not said anything. We hope they do say something eventually. Just to take it over to the Viz side of things, I feel like there's nothing I can... They're going so slow week by week here. The only thing I can say about it is exactly what we've been saying since the beginning, which is the font is terrible. I hope they change that for the print edition. Optima Nova... And the translation is the same, it's always been, which is fine, I guess, but if the artwork is going to be uncensored now, which it is, with the exception of Popo's lips, like, well, you have an opportunity, and you squandered it with the three-in-one, so it's like, this is going to be our last chance, so this is going to be our last chance for the perfect edition, and not so much, I feel. Yeah, so it's, I don't know what to make of it, really. I hope they certainly don't try to make it supersede the Kanzenban in any form. I know, yeah. I mean, they're still freely available. Well, not freely. Re uh, readily available at bookstores. Well, even that was weird in Japan, where the Kanzenban sort of became the standard version for a while, and even the guidebooks started referring to the Kanzenban volumes in terms of chapter appearances and all that. And then I felt like once they re-released the Tonkobon with the updated covers, that neon green, and we were kind of like, why are they doing this? The Kanzenban is available. And then everything started defaulting back to the original Tonkobon numbering. It's like, well, okay. Well, guess you know, can it's change. cheaper... Kids can more easily get it with their allowance, right. I suppose you could say. Well, at the same time, if you're going to do that, why don't you just go out to Book Off and get it for 105 I know. yen a pop, right? <laughs> All right. I think that catches us up with the digital release of the Tonkobone, the color version, and the full color comics, the print edition. We look forward to it. We enjoy looking at it. I think the yes. bunch of us here at Konzenshu, we, we kind of default back to our original print from the pen of the author himself. But this other stuff is neat too sometimes. Yeah. So it's it's definitely a thing. I kind of treat it as separate from the original manga because even though it uses his original illustrations as a base, it also changes things, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it's it's interesting. And I'd like to see where it goes. I'd like to see if they actually end up putting out a physical release for the entire series or not. Mm -hmm. And... Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's definitely an interesting way of going about things. And it's not just Dragon Ball. They've been doing this sort of colorization for other series as well. They've been doing this for One Piece, for uh, Naruto, and for other series I don't follow. Um, it, it seems to be what sort of the way of their digital manga. Like, this is how they're trying to get people to check it out digitally. And I, I certainly think it's worth watching, because... It seems to be part of Shueisha's strategy for the near future. 
maybe this is how they envision themselves staying economically viable yeah. as print starts to slide. Well, it's reassuring in some capacity to see Shueisha adapting and trying things because some companies yes. don't and you see what happens to them. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, we'll keep you informed out there, the listener base, and uh, we'll be reading along and enjoying and I'll eventually buy some more volumes. Just right. Try not to put too much money on my credit card a month, you know. <laughs> well, especially the uh, the print editions, as they have Toriyama comments. Like, oh, we got to pick that one up. Indeed. All right, let's wrap it up, dude. It's been a show. I think the episode's probably going to come out a day late ish this week. I've got trainings to conduct uh, on Monday there, so that's going to cut into my time. But will you have them read Bob and Margaret? Yeah, maybe. I, I think <laughs> send them off to the corner. Please, please read this. <laughs> All right. Oh, dear. Julian, thank you, dude. Appreciate it. My name is Mike. Julian, tell the kids where can they find the site? Yes, you can find us at Kanzenshu, which is www.kanzenshuu.com. Uh, that's where all the stuff that we talk about on this podcast is stored. Kind of like a news site plus information repository plus forum. Don't forget about the forum. But people on the forum, please don't forget about the site either. Right. <laughs> it goes both ways. All right. That's going to bring 342 to a close. We will be back at you next week here on the show. we got an exciting September coming up. Julian, September's big. Battle of Gods, man. Yes, I've got my pre-order. Me too. I'm it's just um, waiting for it to come. And I, of course... It's like three I, weeks off. Yay! I hope to do an unboxing of some kind. No promises because it relies... Uh, at least somewhat on um, my job and my children. Job and children. I know. You're on tap. I'm on vacation. Sadly, that week. That's so weird. Oh, lovely. But, uh, I don't, not sadly. <laughs> Vacation's wonderful, but uh, <laughs> you're on tap for immediate Battle of Gods coverage. Okay. I'll do my best. All right. So again, I'm Mike. That's Julian. We got Heath. We got Jake. Occasionally, Mary shows up. We got a great September for Dragon Ball coming your way. Kanzenshu.com. Julian, wrap it up. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Konzenshu the Podcast. As always, check us out next time. And now I am also recording. Uh, I should also mention that I've been working on this Excel file, so when I have another chance to visit Peking Ducks, I can oh, nice. input <laughs> lots of information just by going after chapter and chapter of... Uh, <laughs> you have jump. a spreadsheet of stuff you need. Uh, yes, I'm looking for release dates, yeah. um, prices, and also... We need that one monthly jump cover for Nekomajin. I'll see if he has it. I, I definitely so. will. I also need to find out if Monthly Jump used author comments or not. Because mm. I know that V-Jump does not. Well, I have two of those issues right here for four and five. Let me check real quick. Hold on. Okay. It would be either on the table of contents or possibly a page before it, right, if it, right. if it exists. Let me, let me grab one. Hold on. Okay. That would be an easy way to find out, wouldn't it? Because those would be fun things. I know, I know. Picking Duck has the weekly jump issues for those early right. chapters, so right. we'll be able on, to get on. his. I'm back. I'm back. I didn't have headphones on that whole time. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm just talking to myself, you know. Um, um, I, I know that Picking Duck has the weekly weekly oh, jump geez. issues for those early chapters, so we'll be able to get the jump comments for Toriyama then. 
So monthly jump, this would be Nekomajin Z4. Literally the first page in the magazine, other than you know the inside of the, of the front cover, is the title page to Nekomajin Z4. Okay. <laughs> so let me... Um, okay, then it's all Budokai stuff. Oh, they're really promoting Z3. I wonder if there's anything good there. Okay, and then after a bunch of pages of promotional video game stuff, all of a sudden, finally, it's Nekomajin Z4. Okay. So there's so a table of contents there. Uh, I'm t- table of contents for the whole magazine would be in the back of the magazine, right? Yeah, not even in the back. Literally, the last page is a page of a comic. Do you, is there, if you flip a couple of pages in, is there anything? No. Oh, wait, here we go. Okay. Um, you know, I have my phone. Let me just send this to you. Okay. <laughs> that works. And um, then you can tell me if this is a comment because there is a thing. Yeah. 2005 contents. You tell me if this is a comment or a just description. Okay. I will take a look right now. Well, let's see. Uh, it would be coming up on my phone, right? iMessage. Okay, I just have to be patient, I guess. Uh, yeah, it looks like it is, because I see the Akira. Ooh, interesting. Well, this would be fun to add to the pages once we have them. So I could even start making a thread on the content dump, if you could just uh, yeah. pass me the ones you have, of course. I, I have four and five, that's it. Okay. Uh, well, I have cross... Uh, okay, we could see if there's something in that. What, what magazine? Hold on, would... let me grab it. <laughs> oh, 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 because that would be good, too. Here we go, 2005 contents. Oh, this is definite. All right, I'm back. Mike, Mike yeah. we have author comment. Yes. Okay, so let me... That's four. Let me send you five. Isn't it neat, all these things we're unburying from the depths of time? And doing so just immediately because I can send it to you on my phone. Isn't it great? All right. So, there's... yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to check this stuff out with uh, Picking Duck. All right, so for Weekly Jump... Table of contents for that being in the back as well. Yep, there it is. Uh, yes. Yep. Oh, two author comments. Great. We can add those as well if you'd like. Hmm. Okay. Well, I think this is at Probably least the one that enough, but... the one that you gave me for Mechomajin Z4 is fine. Let's see about this one here. Number two. Uh, this, this is five. Five one is fine. Kyonen wa isogashikute mokei ga hitotsu mo tsukurenakatta. Oh dear. He didn't do a single model the previous year. That's a shame. Toshi wa shigoto shinai dame na otana ni naruzo. This this year I'm going to be a completely useless human being who does no work whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful. Okay, and Cross Epic has arrived. What does it say? Uh Thank you for your hard work, Oda-kun. It's my first manga in a while, so it took me half a day to look for my tools. Because of my uh, aged eyes, I couldn't see the draft very well, or the, the manuscript very well either. Yeah. And let's see. Ryo-sakuhin no fan ni tanoshinde morawaneba to I feel like I really took the utmost care in making it a work that fans of both could enjoy. Although I think I probably enjoyed it the most. H it all. All right, then. All right. Well, that's pretty cool. Cool. All right, let's do the rest of the show.